How we doing, everybody? And welcome back to the Esports Forever podcast. My name is Ryan B. Hebert alongside Jacob Schrader. And today we are glad to present the first ever four-person Esports Forever podcast with two guests who don't need any introduction whatsoever, Tiago and Isabella, co-founders of the Axiopolis Guild for Axie Infinity. Tiago and Isabella, welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you here. How are you doing today? Hello, guys. Hi. Hi, Ryan. I'm fine. Thanks for the invite. Oh, thank you for being we here. We're super and excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it, it, it's truly fantastic to have you both. Before we get carried away and start at the very, what I like to say, the very upper level of the tip of the iceberg, Jacob. What is what is sitting perched on top of that iceberg on a nice, wonderful flag for us? Awesome. Yeah. So as are all of, you know, Zen Sports's content, right, whether that be our podcast or esports tournament, they're brought to you today by EMP Money. Uh, EMP Money, you know, we've been plugging it for about two weeks now. And this last week, they actually absolutely exploded. Uh, so, you know, the, the eShare, which is the governance token of the site, it went from about $400 to $1,600. Uh, and what EMP money is, is it's a staking protocol on the Binance Smart Chain, right? So EMP, their token is pegged to the price of Ethereum at a 4,000 to 1 ratio, right? And basically, if you provide liquidity into the ETH and EMP staking pool on PancakeSwap, you're rewarded with 1% to honestly 3% daily APR, which is absolutely crazy. I put in maybe $1,000 and I woke up this morning and had $70 sitting in my account worth of EMP, which is literally mind blowing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a staking protocol. You can stake your liquidity uh, to gain bonus EMP, but then you can also stake your eShare. Uh, and they actually just released something called the Detonator, which if you go into their Discord, like half of the comments are just saying uh, Detonator go boom. Uh, and what that is, it's kind of like a staking lottery, right? Where... Uh, you can win like 170 eShare tokens, which is kind of a ridiculous amount of money. Um, so it's an awesome platform. We're glad to, glad to have them as a sponsor. And if you're interested in, in crypto staking and DeFi, you should check them out. Thank you so much, Jacob. And big shout out to EMP Money. Thank you so much for being a sponsor. And uh, definitely go check them out. Now, as we begin our podcast today, as always with our guests, we start out with an intro. So, Tiago. Give us a little bit of background about yourself, as well as when did you first decide to co-found this guild, and when did you first get into crypto, and by relation, Axie Infinity? Okay, Jacob. First off, I would really like to reinforce my, my, very, my great happiness to be here, because we that are from small scholarships, sometimes we don't. We don't really have this space, so we are really glad to be here and honored. Well, I I always played games while growing up. I, I love strategy games like Age of Empires, like uh, Civilization. I played yep. all Civilization, Sid Meier's Civilization, classic game. Mm -hmm. I love sports games, uh, Madden, NFL love the soccer games like FIFA here in Brazil. It's, it's a fever, right? FIFA. And uh, always playing games. Me and my brother, we, we grew up playing lots of games. And then I, I went on to grow up, went to college. I, I got a law degree, right? And then I, I, I started working at uh, here in Minas Gerais, it's our state. And uh, I work at uh, the Justice Court. I worked at the Justice Court of Minas Gerais. And there I, I met Isabella. We were co-workers because I'm not there anymore. And we, we formed a partnership in terms of investment ideas. I, we started investing in stocks and she was kind of my mentor in, in investments. When I started buying stocks, she she showed me some some cool stuff. We developed like a, a long term mentality in terms of investment, and we we signed a a, a research that's called Empiricus. It's a, a research here that brings investment ideas, 
And uh, I, I started in last year, the beginning of last year, I, I signed a, a crypto research paper. And on that paper, the guy recommended AXS in January last year. It was worth 50 cents. <laughs> Today is like $60. But I, I only signed the research after, like three months later, and I bought maybe at, I think, $4. I got oh. AXS at $4. And uh, 4 became 8, 8 became 12, 12 became 16, 20, 25. And then I, I kind of, hey, what the f*** is happening here, man? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? And then I, I, I start researching about Axie. I read a lot of things. I love the community, everything that's around the play to earn movement that's called, people are calling now play and earn, which is more accurate. But I loved everything about Axie. And I told Isabella at the time, but she was really dealing with some stuff in her life. She couldn't enter. But I immediately, I bought a team. I love that thing. And I, I, I said, I'm going to buy a team. And I paid $1,500 on a crappy team, a horrible team. But I didn't understand. <laughs> I saw maybe two videos on YouTube and went there on the marketplace and bought a team. And then I said, let's go. And then I, I, maybe one month later, I, I saw scholarships and I really liked. And I asked Isabella if she wanted to be my scholar. And then she, she I think that caught her attention. And then she started research too. She really loved it. She's going to tell you guys. And she, she bought a team with her sister. Now her sister doesn't even invest in Axie anymore. But, and then uh, after that, we, uh, maybe I think one month or two months later, we, we started with our first scholar. That's it. <laughs> Tiago, there's so much there that you listed, and I really am appreciative of it all. Number one, sounds like the both of you uh, can represent me if I ever go to jail. So uh, that's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> Love that. Thank you. Uh, uh, stuffing that in my back pocket, okay? Uh, but number two, number you two. Go to jail in Brazil, right? Okay, good to know. Uh, Jacob, we need to expense a flight. Come to Carnival and then. Oh yeah, we can, oh. We can save you. Oh, I know how to That's party. No I know how to party. Okay. <laughs> okay, so uh, Jacob, we need to expense a flight to Brazil. But number Absolutely. two, number two. Um, this extensive background into stocks is is really an inter interesting conversation on its own. And I don't want to get too sidetracked, but it's it's so cool to see the progression from I'm going to really get invested into stocks and crypto. And then by relation, you come upon this Axie game that I will say we, we've said this many times on this podcast. Do your own research before you buy. You loved it so much after a couple of influential YouTube videos that you just dove headfirst, which for most people... It doesn't always go well. And for you, you, it sounds like you bought a crappy team at the beginning. But over time, it has paid off. You've done well. You've had a scholar or two by the sound of it. And, uh, I mean, here's Isabella with us on this podcast as a co-founder of this guild. So, Isabella, it's now time for you to dive in a little bit. Not too deep. Not yet. But give okay. us a little bit of your background. I know Tiago filled us in just a little bit here. But please. Okay, so I grew up in the, I, I, I was born in a big city, but I grew up in a small city called Bambui. That's why my, my nickname is Bambis. It's not because of the, the Disney deer. Oh, I was going to say, that, that's pretty sad. That's a pretty sad yeah. story. I know. <laughs> so that's okay. not because of that. But I, I grew up on this small, small town, but I never intended to be there or, or to, my, my dad is a farmer, and I never... I think he he kind of raised us not like to to be a farmer but for you to have other experiences as well mm -hmm. so i was always curious and in a, in a small town there are a lot of people that, that didn't have internet or computers or anything like that and my dad always 
make like question to buy the, the best PCs on the time I know and, and have internet where there was a dial thing. So I was always really curious and had access to things that people in my, my city did not have. So, and including games, but I was never obsessed with games, anything. I, I played GTA and Doom, and, but was not like a really, really good gamer. So being here right now as a co-founder of a guild for me is like absolutely crazy. I never thought this would ever happen. If you say, oh, tell me what you would do in the future, this was not at all in the, in the plans. But then I grew up, came to the, the big city and we graduated at law school. We studied at, at the same university, but we were not really friends at the time, right? We were not, we no. just knew each other, but when I started to work on the, the same court of justice that, uh, as Tiago, I already, he said, we, we became like investing partners, but uh, I started investing around two, 2011. And th this was like really crucial to what we do today because we, not, we, we take our guild like, um, like we, we see stocks, we see companies, the teams behind it, and not just numbers going up and down like like crazy. So that's kind of my 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 backstory on on my my life. But uh, as for the the, the XC part, so when Thiago started uh, talking to me about XE, all he every day on work, oh XE here, the game XE, and I was like living a uh, I was in a crazy moment of my life because I was. I was just, I had just moved to an apartment and then the apartment that I was in, I just had to move out again because of a crazy lady screaming upstairs it was crazy, really. <laughs> I was completely overwhelmed at the time. But uh, one day I stopped, I stopped and said, okay, Thiago is really, really excited. So I have to, to take a look at this. And he offered me the team, the first, the first team he bought. And I said, okay. I played like for one or two days, right, Tiago, I think. And I bought yes. my team with my, my, my sister, who was around, I think, $2,000 at the time. Also a crappy <laughs> team. But it was great because Worth we started. <laughs> really, I, I had no idea what was, I was doing. I was just, ah, buy a Doba Aqua, something like that. And I, I bought, I, I had no idea the team, but it was great because we did the first thing that is the hardest thing to do when we start anything that is really the first step. So I am grateful, uh, grateful for it. So basically it's a little of my, my background. Beautiful, beautiful. And yeah. once again, thank you. Uh, you know, some folks it's, it's honestly probably one of the hardest questions to ask somebody, tell us about yourself because a lot of folks instantly freeze. They don't know what to say, but the both of you have have really done it perfectly. Given given me, uh, really, my imagination is running wild here on on what uh, what it has been like for the both of you to come up into into a world similar with with Jacob and I. Really, uh, a lot of us. I don't know what ages you guys are, but it sounds like I want to say mid to upper twenties. I mean that I'm 24, right? Uh, you you could be lower 30s. I don't think so, um, but. <laughs> That's just my take, okay? Well, I'm not here to guess ages. What I'm here to do Thank you. <laughs> is, is uh, I'm here to say that y'all have been living through a time where you know technology has been rapidly advancing, and we are now living in 2022 where cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and blockchain-based gaming is becoming more and more mainstream. And so now uh, we're still we're still in the early stages. We we keep saying this every single time on the podcast. It is still the very early stages of what's going on, and there's just a lot of excitement to be had. So, thank you to you both for the explanation on your lives and how you kind of got started. But that wasn't the icebreaker, okay? Because this 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 was the tip of the iceberg. It it wasn't deep diving, and this this is where Jacob kind of comes in because I've done all the talking here. Um, we want a deep dive into what it is like to be in a guild. So Jacob, take this away, man. Take this away. Absolutely. You know, I, I love the the introduction. It's awesome that you guys knew each other uh, before you got into Axie. And, and another thing is how, you know, Tiago, you kind of got into the Axie coin before the game itself. Um, that's just interesting to me. And I think it's a powerful 
you know, kind of aspect of a lot of these blockchain games that they have a coin, they have a currency that you can essentially invest in and own a part of the game without even, you know, playing the game, right? You know, I went ahead and I bought Axie, you know, AXS, unfortunately, you know, you bought it at $4, I bought it at over $100, right? So, you know, you're sitting pretty in the, the green, I'm heavily in the red, um, but, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, you know, I, I think that's interesting. And, and another thought I, I had that was interesting is, you know, what really sparked Isabella's attention is, you know, scholarships, right? And, you know, the ability to get into the game at, you know, basically a free cost, right? I, you know, I think Isabella heard about the game, you know, was like, you know, okay, I don't really know, you know, too much about it. It's, it's going to cost me money to buy in, but right with scholarships, which is, you know, essentially centralized lending, which is, which is okay, I'm sure in the future, uh, actually will make it a more decentralized process. Right. But I think that's just a, a really powerful statement about blockchain gaming and the fact that, you know, now with with scholarships and Axie, but then lending and renting and other blockchain games, you know, it's kind of lowering the barrier of entry, um, which is great. Um, but diving into yours, your guys's life as guild owners. Right. You know, tell us about a day in the life of guild owner. Right. You wake up. I assume you have 800,000 discord messages. And then how does the day progress from there? Yeah. So I, I, I forgot to tell something that is, is really interesting. It's that we both, I think about, I, about our, um, our big, we invest, I started investing in crypto in 2017. So I, I caught the, the whole crypto bear market. So until the mid 20s, so did this help us a lot with the, the volatility and all, but a day on a, uh, our life today, it's, uh, it's a little different different because my life now, it's very different from six months ago. That was when we started the guild. Uh, we had a phase. We started, as, as Tiago said, I was our first scholar. And then at the time, we just spent a lot of time uh, studying the team, studying the game, and especially the team behind it, Sky Mavis, that was like the, the main focus of our attention at the, the when we decided to start. And then we started um, not hiring, but connecting scholars. We started with uh, close friends of ours and fam and friends. So Tiago called one friend of his. I I asked my my brother-in-law to to join. And the problems we had at the time was like the the, the usual problems. Ah, upgrade my team buy that, buy, buy that, or like this, this kind of, of stuff. And then we we progressed to the friends of these, these first scholars. But we started having problems like um, technological problems and uh, English barriers and all kinds of, of, of problems. And the scholars started going in and out with a, a, a frequency that was not was not good for us. So we decided then to start our next phase was going to social media and try to, to find scholars via Twitter for like international scholars and Instagram for our Brazilian scholars. And then now that went well, but as the game evolved and with the, the becoming more competitive and all this, 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 because the, the game is very, very, very dynamic. And when you sleep and then you wake up on the other day, they have Sky Mavis comes up with another new or like another, like Katana, Running Chain. It's, it's a lot of new. So we start to making a progress to focus, focus more on the quality side of the teams and also the quality, more uh, quality scholars. So now we still try to find people via Twitter, but we also find scholars on tournaments. So we, we had two so far, and we have uh, uh, some great scholars that, that came by that we found out kind of via, via the tournaments. But so today, uh, our daily life is, like you said, we wake up, there are a lot of Discord messages, and ideal with more with the... Um, the people side of Axiopolis. And so we have all of the hats, like we are chief, everything we have to be on the time, because like I, we said, it's just me and Tiago. And we have our real life jobs and 
Tiago has a little girl and a wife and I have my family here. So we have to, to try to balance it out. But basically it's like check Discord, check the scholars on, on the tracker, see what, what's happening if they, they are able to, to play or not and how pay, we can pay the scholars. Pay the scholars. And basically, I think it's that. And we have also social media and Twitter mm -hmm. and check the as Discord. And I think basically it's that, right, Thiago? And he has like the operational Steve. side is, is Thiago's. Steve, Elon is, is He's always telling around. us to do something. <laughs> Elon, funny guy. But uh, yes, Isabella handles more that uh, person's part. She talks more to the scholars. She has more like patience. To do. I'm very, I'm very Elon sometimes. Tiago is <laughs> learning a lot from Elon to be more, yeah, you know, direct and that's it. But uh, my life, I, I'm more, as you, you could call in a corporation way, a COO. Yeah. Chief Operations Officer, because I study teams, I study the meta, I see if there is an upgrade to do, I see if any scholar deserves more energy, so I, I watch a lot of videos on YouTube every day from great players like Elijah, which is one of the best uh, uh, YouTube channel for Indus, which was the champion for season 19. In my day, I pick up my cell phone and there are like three messages asking for a better team. And I normally I say, no, you have to get better before. <laughs> Today I answered one just like that. But, for uh, our, our daily manager life now, it's more calm. When, like two months ago, we had like, especially when the SLP dropped really fast, we were losing scholars like that. So yeah, I just woke up and have to find another scholar and make interviews was uh, like a, a 20, 24 or seven like job, real job. Mm -hmm, but yeah. now it's more and more calm because we decided to do this Okay, so yeah. let's calm down. Let's focus on quality, on our scholars and building a community. That was our very first idea. Axiopolis, if you look at our logo, it's, it's, a, it's a, a community. So it's, it's calmer now, but yeah. yeah. Like so one of the things that I've heard is really challenging is finding scholars that are consistent, will we'll play every day. Right in our guild in Splinterlands, I, I deal with that as well. People, you know, turning over, quitting the game when the, the coin drops. You know, what is what have you found is the the best processes, the most effective way to ensure that your team stays consistent? Right? Is it all kind of based on the interview process and and when you bring them on? Uh, how exactly? You know, where do you find the best scholars? I think you touched on it a little bit, but it's it's a real problem that that guilds face. So any insight you can provide there would be appreciated. Yeah, we, we now we have like a process we have is we have a form that we find now we, we let the scholar comes comes come to us via Twitter or Instagram or now like Twitch and, and Discord. But we we are still small, so we can like sit down virtually and talk to the, the scholar and we try to make our values that's the, the best I think we have more. Uh, the, the scholars that are with us for the longest time is that we aligned our values. Like that's what we expect from you. From you, what do you expect from us? So we we have a, a contact with a lot of managers, and if you talk to each one, like there is no like one answer to to all. Like to to how you you hire or you found the the best scholars is is. You have to, to talk to them from for our point of view, right, Thiago? We thought that this is for us is the best way. Like we have a form that is a formality, but we like to to talk and 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 talk about our values and and culture and this kind of stuff. Yeah, we we went through an interesting process that as yeah. SLP dropped, some scholars that were in it just for the money start leaving yeah and they left like SLP, that 
were, was very at the lowest. We got our best scholars, people that yeah. are committed, that want to bring some value to the community. So in our, our interview, we tell the scholar, you're taking something out of the economy, right? You're taking the SLP. So yeah. you have to bring something. Either being a coach, we have some players that are coaches, or generating content, we have like a streamer, and uh, or even helping way, helping the, the the other scholars yeah, on Discord, we like any a, kind of value. We had a scholar that made our Discord. Our Discord was a mess. She went there and she fixed it. It's like today it's a professional discord. It's it's something that she brought. That's that's a community, right? We someone does something like a city. The name Axiopolis, it's yeah. because here in Brazil we have a lot of towns that have this polis in the final of the name, like Petrópolis, Teresópolis. So it's a way that we, we thought that we would uh, remember this this thing of being a community where every everyone pitches in with something and uh, a way that we found that to motivate our scholars it's is your way the esports yeah we we did axiopolis cup in now in january and we got our best scholar because he was watching yeah. And he came to us and said, I watched your tournament. I'm not happy with my manager because of this, this, this. And then we told him, we saw his quality. We saw he, he was a nice person. We told him, you can choose your team, man. We want you. We want talent. And yeah. he's, he's number 400 on the world ranking today. Yeah. Wow. So if we, we, we discovered on this journey that if you freeze your process, no, we are only going to hire if the, the scholar does this, 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 and this. Maybe we are losing gems. So that's for us is the best way, you know, yeah. to sit and talk. And... So it kind of sounds like it's, you know, as humane an approach as possible, right? Yeah. It's not about their stats, it's about them and you know, how no, they're going to grow have... under your tutelage. Yeah, we don't have goals to achieve every month, a set quota, nothing like that. We say That's that if the scholar communicate with us, like for us, communication is key. So if you have a problem, tell us, because maybe we can help. Or if we can't, at least we understand why you are not playing or you're not being consistent. Tell us. That That's it. It's the best way for us. Absolutely. Communication uh, is key. I, it really is. If if you're not communicating when you're on a team, it hurts everyone, yeah. not just yourself. That's true. Awesome. So I think next, um, I kind of wanted to talk about, right, the, the general question is phrased as to be a scholar or not to be a scholar, right? Is it more beneficial to be a scholar or, you know, is, is just making an upfront investment in the game more beneficial? And I understand, right, it's, it's kind of a hard question to answer because, you know, some people may not be able to afford a full team, right? But just generally when, you know, I say to be a scholar or not to be a scholar, you know, what are your thoughts there? Well, uh, today, I think it's, uh, we had lots of players that have had the condition to buy a team. That's searched us and hey i want to test it out i want to be a scholar to maybe later i buy my team we had some so uh i think it, today it's still worth it to be a scholar to to test although we we don't really like to receive like testers we want people that form a commitment with us but uh it's it's good, but with Axie Origin, it's good. Yeah. They're gonna have starter axes that are free axes, so that's gonna be perfect for testing and for us to do an evaluation of the scholar, like play play one week with the starter axes, and then we'll see. 
Yeah. But uh, being a scholar, I think it's worth mo more to, to be a part of something bigger than yourself, like a, a community. Because yeah. it's called scholarship. I actually, I told this to Isabella many times, yeah. I don't like that name. We started, really we like tried it. to take it off, the scholarship name off. We, we, but... we decided to keep it because of search. Yeah. Search and Google. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Name that's related. But uh, scholarship is just a means to an end, right? It's just a way to, to enter a community. Because... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. One year from now, we, as Isabella said, we're discovering as we go along. Yeah. Like six months ago, we had no clue what we were doing. And I don't know, maybe one year ago, one year from now, we have a model that the scholar maybe will have a little more stake. He will have a little bit more of skin in the game. We'll be responsible for upgrading his team maybe really down in the future we can become a DAO yeah. everything is possible it's it's a community and as the game goes more complex with land so we are gonna need person maybe someone that isn't good at battles but is a guy that just wanna chop wood and yeah. bring resources we're gonna have space for that person. Today, the game demands, I think, elite skills, but maybe in the future, it's just like a normal economy. Things go more complex, right? Uh, we as human beings, we start as just farmer, uh, just picking up stuff in the forest and then farm and then industries. And here we are today talking here looking at that camera so things go more complex we're really in the start i think uh, scholarships are the prehistory of of it all we yeah. have a, we had a scholar that he decided to leave like to graduate and now he doesn't play because he doesn't have the the support and maybe the, one day he's down and he had he doesn't have someone to to talk him up or like and he bought he bought a crappy team yeah, because as well. he thought yeah. he knew a lot and bought a team and then after he bought the team slp went down and now he's he's not playing so if he had stayed with us maybe we would have given him an upgrade that structure i think there are three barriers there is the game knowledge barrier that is knowing the meta and spend time not only playing, but watching YouTube, being on Twitter. Uh, in a scholarship, you have all that support from your manager that normally knows the game, from other players that can help you improve your game. There is the financial barrier, especially on the third world countries. And there is the tech barrier, including uh, we can, uh, if Isabella allows uh, the history of uh, her mother-in-law, she was a scholar of us and she didn't know even the, the, the Binance part, how to receive, Isabella had to do everything. So even if you know the Binance part, to, to buy an Xe, you have to, like have a Binance account and then have a MetaMask, buy ETH, send to MetaMask, then send to Ron and do a stuff and uh, watch YouTube to see if your team's good and you don't know what team to buy. It's very hard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the whole crypto process is hard. I think, you know, really the biggest thing for games and crypto products is, you know, easy barrier to entry. Right, having a good UX design, you know, maybe the ability to buy in fiat right on the app and transfer. Um, you know, I think yeah, that's been yeah. said many times before, but it, it still holds true. Um, and the free axes are on the origin, and they are thinking about a way to to buy axes with your credit card. They said yeah. that today. They're thinking about it. Yeah. Oh, I did see that recently. Yeah. 
That's, uh, you know, Splinterlands does that. I think a few other games, you know, talking about other games, is it in your guys' interest or something you've explored to expand? I see a lot of Axie scholarship programs. You know, they've recently expanded to to Pegaxie. You know, is that in your guys' interest? No. Right now, because uh, there are two main reasons. But the the, the main, like the biggest reason is like, we don't have time. Like we have to, the time we have, we like to focus and do our really good research on Axie. But we think all of the other games that are, they are coming, it's great for the whole, the blockchain games uh, in general. But for us, we think uh, the team behind Axie and the execution part is flawless. And the long-term thinking. Yeah, so it aligns more with the way that me and Tiago the same way we, we see stocks and companies, etc., it's the way we see Axie. So for, for us, because of lef- lack of time and also to focus and do our research, we just, we are, are just Axie. Yeah, we prefer like, uh, it's just like when I play tennis and Isabella now plays tennis too. I try to. Uh, it's very complicated when a player is playing tennis, if he takes his eye out of the ball what's yeah. gonna happen the ball is gonna go to the net it's gonna go outside he's not gonna hit the perfect ball so our focus right now maybe in the future will yeah. be different but right now has to be an action in, include including in december because our focus was an exit while maybe others were in Pegaxi, which is fine, we respect. We were able to get, do Axiopolis Cup to get amazing scholars to buy cheap teams. I, I bought the team that Indes was a champion at season 19. The team he, he used, I bought it like for $400. It's an elite team. I bought for the scholarship why was that? Because we were 100% focused. Because focus if I was thinking about Pegaxi, about other things, I would miss I the would moments. Have I, yeah. would have I, I agree with that. I think it's, it's good you guys focused on just Axie. And I think you're going to see the rewards once, you know, Origins comes out, right? I know Axiopolis is related to ASS, right? Tell us about your relationship with them. Tell us about ASS, how, you know, Axiopolis fits into that umbrella. It's, it's interesting stuff. Well, uh, the S, I think Isabella can tell about how she connected with Elon, and then I can say some things after. Yeah, because uh, as I was telling, uh, we decided after like two months of the guild that we started Axiopolis with, with we we thought about okay let's go to twitter and let's let's to to like talk about xe and make threads and and that and i saw elon on twitter and i liked his his tweets and the the, the way he com- com- he communicated and i started following him and i don't know why he liked us and he called me to to talk to him and if you wanted to make a they had a newspaper called the, the Lunasian, and we made a, made an interview. They liked us, and then said, "Hey, do you want to be part of our guild?" And I said, "What? Well, let's let's go because the more the merrier." And I think the approach he has on the managers he he puts under his umbrella, he tries to find uh, all types of of managers. So. Managers from, he has managers from the US, from the Philippines, uh, from Brazil. Now he has some uh, other managers from other games too, but people with different backgrounds. So we can change experiences and also, but that's it. We are completely uh, independent. So me and Tiago, we have have our, our stuff, they have theirs, and we make part of their Discord when where we we have like a, a manager's chat so it's really really good i think for everyone adds value to to all of the managers and it's it's a community too because here in brazil for example i don't know any real life manager 
so where we can talk and share experiences but uh, and that's it us like the the general part it's it's this right now maybe after we will change a little bit uh when the other games came out but now it's it's uh sharing experiences and and, and that's it yeah, yeah. Uh, i think uh, elon is trying to do a little bit like uh, in the beginning of the US history when there were like 13 colonies and they got together and formed the United States. I see Elon today like that United States, right? Everybody, every state is independent. We are a state. But if we go to war, we are the United States. It's, it's, I think it's something like that. It's just, it's just a partnership. Interesting yeah. comparison, Tiago. I, uh, I, I do I love, love it. I, I love history. I am also a history buff. Um, so that's it's interesting to see such a, such a thing kind of coming together. But I think it's it's a good thing. I really do. And uh, I think it's it helps advance the goals of almost every guild, right? Co-collaboration can lead to some really great things uh whatever you want to call it a partnership collaboration um everyone is independent yet there is an over governing group that is helping all of these independent groups yeah. function and so yeah it's a perfect relation to the 13 colonies and and therefore also the united and the states goal is the same yeah the ultimate uh, ultimate goal of everyone is the same so it, it, for us it makes total sense yeah and, you know, with with all of the guilds, uh, do you find that, you know, because it's just very common partnerships and stuff, uh, do you find that everyone is pretty friendly and, you know, uh, in a good professional, like, competitive spirit? Because I know there are tournaments that occur uh, uh, in, in Axie pretty frequently. Uh, I can say to myself, from my part, that one thing that's, that shines my, my eyes is the way that at least with us and how we interact, everybody's so polite and respectful and really like generally they try to try to help each other. So we, I don't see, at least from now, this like this kind of toxic competition mm -hmm. from my, my part. And on all the, the parts, this, with the scholars, the managers, I think it's a really positive uh, environment. Yeah, even the the big guys on Twitter like yeah. Bryce and and R, the, uh, some big guys, the OGs, man, the old guys. If you if you comment there, they they comment back, they talk to you. But uh, for the competitive part, we are just starting. We haven't been on term. It's it's our first now, right? For for battle of the guilds. We had an internal tournament, but actually has a lot of tournaments. I I think it's a they form good relationships with respect. I really like the community. When I started researching about Axie, I I found two websites that got me amazed. One is called Axie Tech. I don't know if you yeah. know it. And the, the other one is Axie Zone. So Axie Tech, if you want to breed two Axies, you put them there on the Axie Tech website and the Axie Zone, and he he simulates the, the odds of what your Axie is going to look like. And it's, it's a website done by the community. When I saw that, I, I thought, wow, that's something here. And, uh, for example, when I want to sell an Axie, I put there on Axie Tech and he suggests me a price, a price for that I can, and it works. Normally it works also a website done by the community. When I saw these things that weren't Sky Mavis, I really saw that there was something here, something different. There is the term community, community as a service, and we think it's like, Perfect for Axie because that's it. The, 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 the biggest value is around the community they, they are building. It's, it's, it's amazing for us. Well, I feel like we have 
deep dived. We've broken the ice into what it's like to be a guild manager. The both of you, including Jacob, have gone into some extreme depths, but we have not deep dived far enough, my friends. No. No, we are now deep diving into some serious, hard-hitting questions. So the first one, it's sort of simple, but it's got a little bit at the beginning of it that I just have to say. So Axie Infinity is one of the most, or if not the most well-known blockchain-based games that is out there right now. Um, the active player base for this game and the recognized... Uh, the, the discoverability, I was going to say recognizability, but no, discoverability of this game is huge. Even investors for uh, Zen Sports know about Axie Infinity, and that that's huge, right? That's a, that's a big thing that we have members of our team that I did not expect to know about Axie, who love Axie, who know about it, and who are so pumped that we are getting into the Axie scene. And so my question for the both of you, <coughs> pardon me, is can a blockchain-based game like this truly be considered an eSport now or in the future if we think that's where things are going? Obviously, here on the eSports Forever podcast, we see more and more blockchain-based and crypto-based games coming out every day. And we, we say, yes, it's possible but looking at what Axie is right now, especially with the release of Origins, which we're, we're going to get to that uh, pretty soon here. But just from the both of you, can Axie truly be an eSport with the current player base being so big? Yeah, that's Thiago's. Go, Thiago. Yeah, I think uh, it can. And I want to say that Axie, for what it interests me more, is that's more than a game, right? On Ronin, right now, Axie launched a builder's program. I don't know if you guys saw that. That incentivizes developers to build games. So we are seeing games, MOBA, an Axie MOBA, that you, you're going to use your Axie to battle in a MOBA against other Axies, the same Axies. And those games are going to be on Ronin. There is, you can see on Twitter, there is, Exit card, you're gonna put just what? like card. Just like we can Mario send card. to you. Yes. You can put axes on anything, man. I saw the other day axes inside robots. So <laughs> I mean trust like an exit transformer. Yes, right. and the, the name is Axie Infinity because the idea they had from the beginning is to to make an infinity of games, of experiences inside. Uh, there's going to be an exit Tamagotchi too. I mean, and uh, I think the sky's the limit. I, I think there are going to be hundreds of games in there. And some games will be competitive. And for the esports scene today, I think it can be considered an esport today. If you consider that in season 20, 300,000 players are going to get AXS, the, the first 300,000. Wow. So it's like 6 million USD worth of access, of AXS in prizes. So, for example, that guy we said it's on 400, was it, he is in for a great prize. And uh, uh, there is a, a, also an exit grant for for the guilds to promote esports inside of the ecosystem. For example, there is a tournament that I, I just got here to to bring the example from Horaima Esports. It's a guild for for Venezuela. They are doing a tournament that's twenty five thousand USD for prizes. It's going to be a, a Latin American championship. Like, for example, if you are playing in Brazil, you can uh, submit and you, you, there are going to be 500 players from Brazil. They are going to battle it out. And on the end, there are going to be three players from Brazil. 
and they are going to meet against three players from Colombia, from Venezuela, from Argentina, and there is going to be a, a Latin American Cup for the best country. And that's 25,000 USD for the three best there. And that's just one example of, of turn. There, there are several, several yeah. tournaments. I can think of uh, another example of an awesome tournament that's coming up pretty soon. Uh, we're yeah. going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's going to be the Zen Sports Battle of the Guilds, right? So we didn't quite get to the 25000 but we've got a sweet $5,000 prize pool uh, and eight guilds competing, six of which have been re revealed. ASS is one of them, and two Axiopolis scholars will be representing uh, that's, you know, super exciting. It's our first Axie tournament. Um, you know, that's why we were so excited to have both of you on the podcast today, right? You know, it's, it's, it's new territory for us. I mean, we're going to stream to three locations and three different languages. I was talking to our you know, head of production last night. He was in over his head, but he'll figure it out as he always does. Um, but it's, it's really exciting. So, you know, looking forward to that on March 5th. Yes. We and are then like super, excited. super excited. Yeah. So one other thing that I thought was interesting is, you know, it makes sense that Axie is expanding into all these other games, right? First of all, Axie Carp, I will play that so much. Um, but, you know, what really Axie achieved is, you know, kind of mainstream, you know, as mainstream as it can be in crypto, but mainstream appeal of the characters of the game, right? Axie is kind of like crypto kitties in the fact that, People, you know, fell in love with Axie because of the art, because of the characters, because of the playfulness, right? I think the game, in a sense, comes second, right? And, and them having that such a strong base built around their, you know, just general lore and storyline and art is what they needed to achieve in order to build all these other games, right? So I think Axie has already, you know, succeeded in that. And, you know, these games that are, you know, let's just say they're better games than Axie Infinity currently is, right? You know, a car racing game certainly may sound it just sounds super exciting. Right. And it's, you know, it's more mainstream and, you know, that's important for adoption. Right. I think Axie, you know, the, the sky is the limit and, you know, yeah, as they, as they predicted, they're going to infinity. Yes, we do. We, do, we, do, we think this too. So I want to bring this to a topic now that it's been mentioned a couple of times and it's probably uh, the biggest thing on the minds of uh, folks like Tiago is the release of Axie Origins, a new game mode that was just announced just, what, a couple days ago? So, Tiago, please, deep dive for me because I'm a complete noob in the terms of Axie. Wow. What, uh, what, yes. what makes Axie Origins so exciting for you uh, in, in the game space currently? I mean, what's I guess what's the big deal? Why, why should I be excited about Axie Origins? Uh, I can't wait to play this game, man. I mean, the the art, I think it's the, the leaks that we got, amazing art. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the, the animations for the battles are sweet and the, all the gameplay is going to be different. Because well, today you play your cards, the the opponent plays his cards, and then the, the simulation does the battle. So in Axie Origin, it's going to be sequential turns, just like chess, okay. right? The, the guy does his cards, his attack, and then you respond. So the guy that, that plays second is going to get one more energy because he plays later to compensate for not starting the game. And I think that's going to be super interesting. It's going to change the game. Plus, we are going to have more cards, right? Because we have today four cards per exit. Now there are going to be six. And including there will be uh, summoning abilities. You'll be able to summon minions to help you. Yeah. And uh, there will be also runes and charms that's, that are upgrades to to your cards, to your, your axes. So you can spend SLP, that's the economic part of it. You can spend SLP to upgrade your, your axe. And that as it relates to esports in a way that there will be leagues of 
tournaments. So if you don't have an upgrade, you will play in bronze league, for example. Okay. If you have a little better upgrade, you will play in silver. If you have the best upgrade, you are a pro player, you play in gold league. Just like uh, like League of Legends, right? Yeah. And uh, I think that will be good for the competitive nature of the game because the the levels, everybody trying to get better to push to the next level. So we are excited. I can't wait to play. This sequential turn-based game, you know, it actually brings me back to some of my background. Um, I have a deep, a background within Pokemon. the po Pokemon community. Yes, you've done your research. Yeah, I've done homework. Oh, yeah. Did a, did a little homework on me here. Pokemon <laughs> and also Magic the Gathering, both of which have very advanced and expanded upon sequential turn-based card games. And it's really great to see some of these aspects put into Axie as well because it changes up the rate of play completely. It's so yeah. different from having something just be sequenced out in a simulation versus having to actively play against your opponent and be at a potential disadvantage or advantage if you go first or second. It changes up the game completely, and it's a new way to experience Axie than ever before. So, yes... You have proven to me why should I be excited about Axie Origins because it sounds like something that I, is familiar to me that is more mainstream than just, oh, I'm just going to put down my cards and have a simulation run and see what happens. happens. Because to me, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jacob, that's what Splinterlands feels like to me. I'm putting together my cards. I'm getting my stuff ready to prepare against my opponent. Once I have it set, I, I am set up in a simulation against my opponent, and then I find out the result. But Axie Origins is going to say, okay, uh, how about let's let's play it like chess. Let's, let's play it in a way where I have to respond to what my opponent is doing, and the actions of, of, of what I'm doing may have consequences or outcomes that may be uh, resulting in a win or loss. Is, is that correct? Am yeah, that's absolutely right? correct. Uh, I would say blockchain games are kind of like this, and really so many are. Right, two other big games that are just like this are Zed Run and Pegaxi. And I think the reason why is that it's just easier to store less you know, transactions on mm -hmm. the chain, right? You can't record, you know, each time you press W when you're playing Fortnite, right? In blockchain games, if they're really fully on the chain, you know, that has to get expressed, um, you know, on the chain. And, and it's not such a big deal if, if that information is not expressed on the chain. Right. If simply after the game is done, you know, you, you ping the blockchain and say, this is what happened. Here are the results. Um, but, you know, for for the early blockchain games that really want to be fully decentralized, I think that's why we're seeing so many of them be, you know, kind of simulation based. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. If everything's got to be proven on the blockchain, you want to do so in a way that is going to save space and time for everyone. Or at least that's how I understand it. Again, as we said at the very beginning, you know. It's a learning process for everyone. You think you know something one day about the blockchain, and then the next day someone comes out with something, and you're like, "Huh? What? What? What's that?" And so it's really, honestly, it's it's a constant evolution of education on advancing of technology. I mean, people throw these terms around of Web three. Um, you know, for a long time, I was like, MetaMask. What's that? Like, what? What what is going on, you know? And even even with my introduction into Zen Sports and blockchain gaming with Jacob, you know, it's been a learning process. And you know, those barriers. I think the big. I'm going to tell you right now, the biggest barrier for me has been the tech barrier and figuring out how to purchase packs on Splinterlands, how to purchase an Axie. These are things that I really want to see simplified. And so when you tell me that I can just use my credit card to buy an Axie, my goodness, I am uh, so much joy is just erupting from me because it simplifies this process that, you know, uh, beforehand for some people they understand, but for others, I mean, I really got to go look up like a 10 or 20 minute video on how to convert crypto in different ways. And then, you know, uh, not understanding that there may be a waiting period to do this as well. And so maybe in the moment I wanted to drop $500, maybe even a thousand, maybe even more on an Axie team. And then all of a sudden I have to wait to transfer the ETH to my wallet. And then now I'm waiting six, six or seven days for that money to come from my bank to my wallet. So then I, you know, 
it's a never-ending process. And I'm like, but I'm impulsive and want to buy my team now and find out that it's either really good or really crappy, okay? And so in a week's time, when the ETH finally gets to my wallet, do I still want to spend that money? Uh, do I still want to spend that ETH on that specific Axie team? Or does another project or game come my way that makes it easier for me to spend my money? That's the biggest thing. I think is the tech. You know, like money is one thing. I can always go get more money. There are different ways to get it. Um, some that are good, some that are uh, not so great. But you know what? Uh, that's that's for you to decide how to do that. And um, obviously, uh, I'm trying to remember the the first barrier you mentioned, Tiago. But I mean, d just discovering the game. Knowledge. Knowledge. There we go. Knowledge discovering the game. the game. And you know, with Pokemon, Pokemon is all about information, right? If you don't know what the meta is going to be, and if you don't know what to expect, if you show up to a tournament with a lackluster team that doesn't match the metagame whatsoever, you got to suck. It's it's just true. You're not going to do well. And so you can't sit there and go, well, I tried. No, you didn't try. You, you lack the knowledge and the understanding of how the game is played right now to truly do well. And so, yeah, I mean, again, I'm excited for Axie Origins. Um... And overall today, we've we've kind of gone over so many different points here, it, and it's it's hard to encapsulate every single aspect of of Axie, um, and you know just the entire ecosystem in a single podcast episode. And so that's why uh, Tiago and Isabella, as we as we say with all of our guests, we would love the opportunity to follow up with you both as you are traveling along on your journey as co-founders of the Axiopolis Guild, because. There is so much endless possibility. In fact, I'd say infinite possibility with Axie. And I'm sure that you both feel the same way with your guild as well. So please keep in touch with us as we go in the future here. I'm sure Jacob and I are going to do the same uh, to be sure that we can have you back to revisit on how things are going. Now, before we end off today, I do want to ask. The Battle of the Guilds tournament is coming up on March 5th. What sort of precedent has been set before where guilds are going up against each other in a competitive scene for a cash prize? Uh, maybe not as big as the South American cash prize that's being done between players of countries, but rather we're focusing on these communities online, guilds. Has there been something like this before? No, that's why we were so excited when Jacob approached us, because it's like it's the first, and it's really important because it's a. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but you are like an outsider player, like you are outside. You're not original from blockchain games, and now you are looking at that, and you're, so you're going to to bring light to people from all like. Uh, watchers of football, soccer, and the other things that they are in, in the, the Zen Sports app to, to X Infinity. So maybe the guy is looking, oh, what is this that is, ha is happening here? So it's like it's no precedent, and I, we are super excited for it because it's going to be uh, a lot of great attention to the game. And I think that's it. We are so excited. And also, you said about the, the prize money for the, uh, the guilds, even the, the, the big guilds that are competing like IGG and the other ones, it's a, it's a, a, great, a great prize, like the, the $5,000 for us is a lot of money. So the, the scholars are like super excited. They are mingling, they are talking about it. They're trying to, they're preparing the teams, they're studying. It's like a lot of us for us and mm -hmm. the, other, the other guilds too, so. Yeah, what, what, what Isabella said, I, I agree. That's the, the precedent because even yeah. that tournament that I said, it's an internal tournament. It's something inside Axie ecosystem. So it's not something that someone that's from outside is going to see. You guys are trying to make it mainstream. You are taking this outside of a niche and getting it to the world that that's the precedent it sets mm -hmm. yeah yeah 100 100 i'm with i'm with you there yeah very excited I mean, that, that's yeah go for it jacob 
Oh, no, I just say, I mean, it's, it's cool that, you know, nothing that, like that's ever been done. I, uh, when I thought of it, I was like, you know, this, this could be really awesome. Uh, I, I'm so excited to see the, the first one we put on and, and see it put on in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me too. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm hyped. I'm ready. And yeah, uh, Tiago and Isabella, you both have been officially through a episode of the Esports Forever podcast with myself and Jacob. You both have done excellent in answering all of our questions in extreme detail and to the best of your ability, at least from my perspective, that's been the case. It has been such a great time to have you both. And so I say thank you to each of you. Uh, a big shout out to Axiopolis, to ASS, and Elon as well uh, for helping us out with this. And of course, a big shout out to all of our other guilds that will be participating in that March 5th tournament, Battle of the Guilds. Who will come out on top? I don't know, but I'm excited to find out. Three different languages, a few different places to watch it. It's going to be crazy. For uh, those of you watching the video today, thank you so much for watching. It's been a pleasure to be here. If you did like this video, be sure to subscribe, like, and leave a comment down below. Thoughts, questions, comments, ideas, anything like that, it's all relevant. We want it. We want to hear it. And so until next time, we're out. Thanks for watching the video.